Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to share with you all this offer to all of my working moms, something that I'm passionate, something that I've been thinking about for a really long time because it's something I've been talking about for the last year. I talk so much to my working moms who are unhappy with their work, who are starting side businesses, are ready to change or pivot their career because they're unhappy. They're unhappy in their work. They're unhappy with what they're doing, but they don't know what to do. So imagine for a moment waking up excited to go to work, excited to do the work that you're going to do during the day, going to work smiling, right? Going to work smiling and exciting to have a talk with your boss or to talk with your employees or to talk with the people you work with, but excited to do it and passionate and that excitement that you get when you're in your early 20s and you've just really jumped into your career. Imagine that kind of excitement where really you are unstoppable and you are ready to change the world. You know what I'm talking about? You know that excitement I'm talking about? I'm telling you it's possible to have it again and to have it again after having children and after working for 15, 20 years, it is possible to reignite and regrasp that energy and zest that you had for the work that you do even now. So imagine that no more grinding at a job you hate, no more being unhappy with your life, no more missing time with your kids because you're so miserable and all you can think about is how unhappy you are and how much you don't want to go to work the next day. No more Sunday nights dreading going into the office because you're so unhappy and you just don't want to be there anymore. Because I want to help you, the working mom, I want to help you make bold moves in your career so that you can do work you love, so that you can get a new job, pivot your career, get that promotion, ask for that raise, start your business. Because unlike traditional career coaches that might have you update your resume and update your LinkedIn page, I want to teach you the tools to change your career and your life. I want to provide you with that tools. I want to be in your back corner helping you to get through, to make those next steps, to get clear on what it is you want and to give you the motivation and the energy to make those shifts and changes because you can change your job and you can change your life. We spend 40 plus hours a week at work. That's 2,000 hours a year. That's including two weeks of vacation, and it doesn't include the countless hours we spend agonizing over our work at home, checking our emails off hours, or answering so-called emergency texts or phone calls off hours. 
That's a lot of time in your life that you spend working. Why should you spend that time unhappy? Spend that time happy, fulfilled, and passionate. And I know that it's possible. I've done it myself. I've helped other working moms do the same for themselves. And I want to help you. I am offering an opportunity to work with me one-on-one for three months so that we can work together to gain clarity, to get you to a point where you're ready to make those bold moves and bold decisions in your career and in your life so that you can live happy. You can live fulfilled. You can be energized about life and about the work you do. So I want to help you, the working mom who's unhappy, unfulfilled, getting into work with the pit in her stomach, doesn't want to show up, dreading Sunday night. I want to shift and help you change all of that. So if this is you and you are interested at all, please reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram, send me a message on Facebook, email me, nikkigingrich at gmail.com. In the subject line, put, I'm ready. And then tell me all about your story, who you are, what you're doing, why you're interested in working with me and why you want to change your life. So subject line, nikkigingrich at gmail.com. Subject line, I'm ready. Tell me your name, the work you're doing now, and why you want to change what you're doing. And let's have a conversation that is a non-commitment. You can send me an email. It is non-commitment. Let's chat. Let's talk about it. Let's see if this is right for you. But if you're at all interested and you're thinking, oh my God, this would serve me and be so amazing. Don't allow the excuses to stop you. Just send me the email. Let's have the conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's move forward. So three months, I am on your side, in your corner. We're talking on the phone. We're working through things together. We're setting up plans for whatever it is you want to do. We're creating a working mom success plan for you, an individualized success plan for your work and your life because change your job, change your life. No one needs to spend all of that time at work unhappy, unfulfilled. Let's change that story. Let's change that story for you and let's get you to a place where you are happy and fulfilled with your work and your life. So join me now. Send me an email, nikkigingrich at gmail.com. Subject line, I am ready. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Stepping Up for the Working Mom podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, and I'm just as always super excited to be with you here today. So as I record this, it's a Monday evening. I have just kind of been away for the night and was out during the day. I had a meeting and um, driving around. And when I have these moments where I'm in the car, or I have some quiet time to myself to think and reflect and I don't have someone asking me a million and one questions. <laughs> I don't have someone asking me for a snack. I don't have to make dinner. I don't have to make somebody else breakfast. It, When you have those moments, which are few and far between, they really give you an opportunity. They give me an opportunity to think and to contemplate and to be aware and just to kind of get lost in my own thoughts, which we don't get to do as moms very often. We really have to, the time that time doesn't happen naturally. We really have to force it to happen. Anyway, so it's been really nice and it's kind of energized me to 
get up, record some more podcast. Uh, I'm going to try to record two episodes tonight. I'm going to see how that goes, see how tired I get. Uh, currently, it's eight o'clock right now. So we will we will see how this goes. I don't do well late at night, FYI. All right. So what I'm going to talk about today is a conversation. I actually wrote these notes a few days ago and I wrote these notes and then my husband and I had an interesting conversation about addiction, uh, mostly about like drug addiction. So my husband works, um, has worked and works with a lot of addicts and he sees them and he deals with them. It's what he does with his job. I have been thinking a lot about creating positive habits. And so really this topic of habits has just, it's been on my mind a lot lately. And we were talking, so let me start with, we were having this conversation, I think it was in the car. So our kids were probably listening and I don't remember even where it started, but we were just talking about addicts. And I had said, I just, I don't understand. And this is, and this isn't me being naive of saying, I don't know how they do it, but me saying, that's not who I am. And I'm going to preface this with neither of us have been addicted to drugs or alcohol, uh, of just saying, I don't understand how that works. And it's in that notion of, I kind of want to, but I don't want to experience, but it just, it just makes you question, you know, when somebody lives a certain way and you're like, but I don't understand why they think like that or why they feel that way. And I've really always struggled with that. Um, you know, somebody who's dealing with depression or high levels of anxiety. These are things I've never personally dealt with. And they've always made me question like, wow, how do you, how do you, what does that feel like? What are you, what are you going through? And it just really makes me question and think pretty deeply of just saying, I, I, my brain does not operate in that way. And it just makes me question and just kind of think about like what that must be like for somebody else. And when I was younger, I was extremely naive about it. You know, somebody who was dealing with depression or anxiety or addiction, I was like, well, just don't think, you know, I was very, let's do my best valley girl voice. I just don't think that way. Like think positively, like everything will be fine. I don't understand. And that's, that's where I was. And that's how I, you know, my naive, you know, teenage, early 20s self thought. And I think, I don't know, maybe more people did. I don't know. But I just thought like, oh my God, I just can't handle it. Just just think differently. Like, why can't you just do that? As I've gotten older, I've had personal relationships with people who have dealt with anxiety and depression. And I've learned more and I've learned to just listen and to say, I don't think like that. That's okay. But I need to allow them to experience these emotions. And I don't understand it, but and I can't change it and I can't give them advice and tell them what to do, but I can be a listening ear and I can be a support. And that's that's what I can do. So that's where this conversation of addiction came in. And we were talking about it and just saying, how do you get into that addictive behavior of knowing how detrimental it is to your life? I think we were talking about robberies and stealing money. Maybe that's where it came from. And it was just they're just, my husband explained it in this really great way. And, and maybe one day I'll convince him to come on the podcast and we can have a chat, but he explains things in such a way that it just, I go, Oh, okay. You know, and it just kind of makes me nod and go, Oh, I get it. I see what you're saying. So I'm going to do my best to recreate it, but I can't make any promises. But essentially he said, we're all addicted to something. 
And he goes, think about it. And so we were both runners. We both love exercise. We're consistent exercisers. There's very rarely a time where in our lives where we're not exercising. And when we're not, we're pretty crabby and cranky. And he explained it in terms of, so he couldn't run uh, for quite a few years. He got plantar fasciitis and he's been a runner all of his, all uh, for as long as I've known him since uh, he was in high school. And it's really his form of therapy. It's how he gets, it works out his stress. And he's explaining it to me. He's like, remember when I couldn't run and how lost I felt and how I I felt like I had lost purpose and meaning in my life. And I was like grasping for something to kind of fill the gap of what running did for me. And he's like, I was reaching for anything that would help fill that gap, no matter what it was. Now, thankfully, it was never alcohol or drugs or anything like that. But he was grasping for straws of what could fill that gap because something was missing in his life. And that's how he explained it to me. He goes, so think of someone who's a drug addict. That's their literally their drug is whatever it is, whatever that drug is, even though it hurts their body, their brain thinks in a similar way. They will do anything. They will do anything to get, to just get another hit, to get that next thing that they need. And, you know, and then we went into this conversation of, well, creating the positive habits and how um, exercise is a good habit to have, but at the same time, it can be overused and it can become something that's very negative. So it was just, it it just really kind of made me think, and I was laughing. Uh, I said to him, I was like, wow, wait, I have like a deep conversation after dinner at Red Robin. Uh, It was just, it was just a very random conversation that we had. And it's funny, we used to have conversations like that a lot before kids. So it's, it was actually kind of nice to, even though the kids were in the backseat of the car, I think they were in uh, food comas uh, because they actually ate all their dinners. So we were able to have this conversation. I don't know what they were listening to or what they picked up from it or if they were just zoned out looking out the windows. But it was, it was just interesting to hear him say that. And it made me think because in my new planner, there's a section that says positive habit creator. And for the last two weeks, so this is probably like week three, I've had this planner. And now I'm into week three and I'm like, oh, positive habit creator. I've left this space blank for two weeks. Okay, let me look into this. What should I be putting in here? What what do I want to do? And it was almost like I needed guidance to show me like, what positive habit do I need to create in my life right now? And that's really how I felt. I was like, well, I don't know. What do I need to create in my life? But it made me go back and think of why positive habits are so important and why, you know, creating meditation and exercise and healthy eating and getting up early and the habit to do work in the morning, like all of these habits that I've created over the years um, to move my life in a positive direction have been so good for me. And how can we do more of that? How can we do more of that? So it this is what I want to talk about. Why habits are so important. Habits are so important because once you create the habit, it's the repetition. You eventually don't have to think about it anymore. Or you create the habit and it's a positive habit that's healthy for you, like exercise or meditation that you're doing in a very healthy way. And that you're looking at it and it's creating positive light in your life. And then when you don't do it, you start to feel like something's missing. But it's those habits that make you feel good, that make your life better. Those are the habits I'm talking about. And when you do them repetitively, 
like how to create them is you have to do it on repetition. And when you do something over and over and over again, eventually your conscious mind doesn't have to think about it and it becomes a part of your subconscious mind, like driving. Remember when you started driving when you were 15, 16, 17 years old and you had to think about it, oh, I'm getting to the stop sign, let me push the brake now and I'm going to slow down now and then I'm going to get to the stop sign and then I'm going to stop and when you're driving, you just innately see that red light, you see that stop sign and you know your foot without you even thinking about it knows when it needs to go to that brake to push it. But when you first started driving, you really had to consciously think about it. Now it's just you've done it so much that your brain doesn't even have to think about it. So your brain can only hold so much information. So we want to, if we create positive habits that we do on a daily basis, it's only going to set us up so that we can free up space in our brains to do other things. So it's on the repetition over and over and over again. And in the beginning, you really have to consciously make an effort to create these changes. But then over time, it becomes easier to do. So for me, I look at this as exercise has always been something that's a part of my life. But daily exercise, looking at five, six, even seven days a week of moving my body, that I had walked away from. I had gotten out of the habit of working out at home, of running, of getting up every day and moving my body. I had gone back to, it was three days a week, but I was only exercising if I was going to bar three class and that was it. I had gotten out of those habits. So it's possible to fall out of those habits. So I had to over the last, since July of this year, so it's November, so do the math, how many months? So four months ago, that's how it feels right, four months ago, I had to recreate the habit of getting up and working out, of getting up and working out on a daily basis. And it took, it didn't take as long because it's something that I've already kind of, I've created a habit on and it's something that has been a part of my life forever. So recreating it was was fairly easy to do. It really only took about two to three weeks for me to get back into that habit. But if I was someone who had never exercised before, like if I go back to when I started meditating, that took me a lot of time to really create the habit. And that probably took me a few months, um, probably even longer than that to really create the solid habit of doing it. That And that's super important to understand that There is no magic. In 21 days, you're going to create a habit. It's a range and it depends on when it clicks for you when that happens, but it happens over time. So for me to reignite my my habit of exercising every day was happened fairly quickly, but I still had to make the conscious effort to do it. And then when I started going back to work, I had to create a new routine of getting up early in the morning and what that looked like, getting up, meditating, doing work exercising, getting going. I had to create that. And when I get up in the morning now, so I've been doing that for almost two and a half months now, when I get up in the morning and I have either slept in or I've misjudged my time or I didn't do something threw me off, my day feels slightly off because I've created that habit. And I've always had a habit of a morning routine. Gosh, even going all the way back to high school, I had a habit of waking up and I had a you know, I'd wake up at a certain time, I would get ready, I turned on the news, I didn't watch the news, I watched the news for the weather, so I knew what I, you know, what kind of jacket I needed to wear to school, if I needed to bring my sweater, I went to Catholic school, so I had a uniform, 
but that was the habit I created. And I got up in the morning and I would watch the news and I'd put the TV on in my room and I would get dressed and I'd get, you know, ready and then I'd go downstairs and have breakfast. And so that was my routine in the morning. So I've always been a morning routine person. It's something that's very much innate in me. So again, recreating that was fairly simple to do. So let's talk about how to create a habit. So let me tell you, First, what I put into my new positive habit tracker is, you know, it actually was hard for me to be like, well, what kind of new positive habits do I need to create in my life? And it really took me some time to think about it. And I had to kind of look at some examples of what the book kind of gives you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be great for me to do. So sometimes we do need a little bit of a push. So the three things that I kind of came up with, the three new habits that I want to think about are affirmations. So I have affirmations that an alarm on my phone that every hour during the day, starting at 6am until 8pm, I have an alarm that goes off and it has a it has a different positive affirmation. There's about three or four of them that I repeat throughout the day. And what I started doing was I wasn't saying them out loud. I was just looking in on the phone or I was just ignoring them altogether. So one of the positive habits is to say those affirmations out loud or say them to myself or just repeat them in my head when the alarm comes up. Uh, the second one is a random act of kindness that each day I would like to do one random act of kindness, whether that's complimenting somebody, uh, say, making sure I say thank you, holding the door open, whatever that means, one random act of kindness every day. And it's my way of just putting love out into the world. And I know how good it feels when somebody shows me love or says thank you or is kind to me, how that makes me feel. So I want to make somebody else feel that way too. And I think we need more random acts of kindness in our lives. And they don't have to be big, but, you know, something small that I can do. And then a visualization. I, and I've really been thinking about this a lot, and I think I'm doing this anyway, but to really be a little bit more intentional about visualizing what it is I want in my life and really kind of getting that picture in my mind and feeling the emotions of when this visualization will come into my reality. So those are the three positive habits that I'm working to create. And I know it's it's just going to take time and it's just going to take repetition and I will, I will get there and it will happen. So what is the new habit that you want to create? So I've got some questions for you that I think are going to help you come up with what it is that you want to look at doing. Oh, my other habit, let me mention this, is cleaning my house on a regular basis. Now, I don't live in a pigsty. I'm a pretty clean person, but uh, we actually would like, we would like to move next year. And I want to create the habit now of kind of on a consistent basis, cleaning the house, vacuuming, wiping down the sinks, wiping down the countertops, wiping down the toilets, wiping down the bathtub, um, those dusting those kinds of things that tend to fall by the wayside. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I can't even look at this anymore. And I end up like cleaning everything and it takes forever. But I want to create the habit of kind of doing little things throughout the week so that it's not as burdensome. So that when we do go to sell our house, it's a little less stressful in showings and open houses and those kinds of things. So I'm prepping myself for that in the future. So I just thought that was an interesting one that I wanted to share with you. So that's one that I'm really working on. And who doesn't love like kind of looking at a clean house, like, oh, feels so good. All right. How to create a positive new habit, but how to decide what you want that habit to be. So what is it you want? What is it you're looking 
to have in your life. So are you, what is, so set a goal for yourself. Let's start there. What is a goal that you want? So mine is we would like to sell our house. We would like to move. Okay. So what does that mean? I could break that down in a number of ways of packing things away, of getting rid of things. Like there's all these little things that we kind of could do on a slow basis to create that positive habit of don't bring junk into the house. Make sure we're throwing things away that we don't need going through toys on a fairly regular basis, that kind of stuff. So let's take cleaning. For example, we're going to want to sell our house. Okay. What does that mean? We're going to want to sell our house quickly and we're going to want a good price for our house when we go to sell it. So that means the house needs to look good. Okay. What can I start to do now to get there? So I'm going to break this goal down into a micro task and a micro task is just a small thing that you can do that leads you towards that big goal. So for me, it's cleaning down the house and maybe doing one or two things of cleaning almost every day, whether it is wiping down the bathroom sink, wiping down the toilets. I think I do that every day anyway, living with three boys. But what is that micro task? So is it, I want to start going, I want to lose weight. I want to start working out. Okay, well, what's the micro task? Every day, I'm going to wake up at 5.15 in the morning. And every day I'm going to, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to set aside my workout clothes for the next day. And I'm going to go for a walk. But your your one micro task is setting out your clothes for the next day. And then once you get in that habit, you're going to watch yourself. You're going to make, well, uh, and then it's going to be getting up 15 minutes earlier in the morning to go for a walk. Okay, that's great. So now you've, you start with getting your clothes ready in the morning. And I guarantee you when your clothes are ready, you'll start moving a little bit more and you'll start because it'll be easier to do. So create those micro tasks that are going to lead to the big goal. Don't try to tackle the big giant goal immediately take it by little steps. And if you create these little micro habits, they're going to lead to the big habits. It's going to be a snowball effect. And that I want, what I want you to do is do it repetitively every single day. And if it's small enough, you will easily be able to have to do this every single day. And if you do miss, if you miss making that commitment to yourself, recommit immediately that you're going to do it the next day, that you're going to do it right now. Okay, I didn't do it this morning. Well, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk right now. I'm going to go clean the sink right now. That's what I'm going to do. And recommit to yourself. Because, and then, well, oh, here, before I get to the last point, that if you're not being in integrity with yourself, how are you going to be integrity for others? If you can't keep your word to yourself, how are you going to keep your word to others? You've got to keep your word to yourself. And if you make that commitment, make that commitment and follow through. And if you start to find that it's really, really hard to do, that you are just, Nikki, I've been doing this for three weeks and it is so much work. Take a pause and reflect. How are you feeling about it? Are things going well? Are you improving or is this just not working? And if it's truly not working, which is could is possible, um, if it's not working, review what maybe you can do differently. So maybe you're trying to work out in the morning and you are not a morning person. So then what can you do differently? Maybe it's, ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk when I, after, right after work, but I'm not going to go into the house. I'm going to put my workout clothes in my car and I'm not even going to walk into the house. I'm going to get changed and I'm going to go for a walk on my way home. 
Maybe there's a trail on a, or a park on your way home that you can go for a walk in before you even walk in the door. So ch- you can change your commitment. Maybe it's the time of day, but it's a trial and error. You've got to figure out what you need to do for you, but it's creating that positive habit. So maybe you've got a habit that you're trying to break, smoking, drinking, um, gossiping, you know, whatever it is that's not filling your cup, that's not serving you. Just like how my husband and I were talking about addiction. You can't just get rid of that addiction. You can't get rid of that negative habit. You've got to replace it with something positive. Because otherwise, when you get rid of it, there's going to be a gap. And you've got to fill that gap. And you want to fill it with something healthy and something positive. Okay, that's so, so important. And sometimes if you are trying to change a negative habit, sometimes it's not so much getting rid of the negative habit, but working on a new positive habit. So if you're looking at healthy living, healthy eating, maybe it's not, I'm not going to drink soda anymore. But maybe instead it's, I'm going to have a vegetable every day in my lunch. Isn't that feel easier to do than saying, I'm never going to have soda again, because then you're never going to have soda. All you're going to think about, I I need that soda. I need that soda. I need that soda. That's not going to serve you. That's not going to work. So creating positive habits are so important and so vital. You want to create the habit because it gets into your subconscious mind and then you don't even have to think about it anymore. And now you've instituted these really amazing positive habits. So I think about my habit of meditation and how worthwhile that is for me. That was a really tough habit for me to incorporate. And I actually, I say it took me a couple months, but in all reality, it probably took me a year and a half because I started, I made quite a few attempts at starting a, a meditation habit and it it didn't click. It didn't click. It didn't click. And then finally it did, but it was because I never gave up on it. And I was like, Oh, let me try again. Let me try one more time. Let me see if this works. And finally I found the thing that works for me. So if it doesn't work the first time, that's okay. Try again. Just try again. You will be amazed at what will happen. So what positive habit, what is a goal that you have for yourself right now? It is the end of 2019, what do you want for your life in 2020? If you start thinking about it, what is it that you want in your life for 2020? Break that down into a micro task, a micro goal. And what can you start doing now to create that small, teeny tiny habit that is going to lead you to success in the next year? But start it now and start it small. Don't I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to lose weight in 2020. And then January one through five, you're at the gym for an hour each day. And then all of a sudden you're done. Start the small habit now and let it grow bit by bit. You know, we're in such a world where we want immediate results and we want it now, but that's not how it works. Be prepared for things to take time and be patient and keep working and keep going towards it. Because if you're looking for that overnight success and you're looking for that immediate gratification, you're going to have to look smaller. So it might not be you're losing the weight on the scale, but it might be I was able to do a move. I was able to do a push-up that I wasn't able to do three weeks ago. Sometimes that's the result you need to look for. And that's the goal you need to shoot for. So create that micro task, that micro habit that you can do repetitively every single day until it's an absolute habit and you don't even have to think about it. Then create another one. And 
habit stacking. Create one on top of the other and that's how you will get to your goal. So look at that big, big goal, but break it down so it's nice and neat and small for you. All right, guys, I'm going to head out. I think I have a barking dog that probably needs to go outside. Uh, uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you found this useful, if you found some good information, please let me know. Reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. Take a screenshot. Share it in your Insta stories. Tag me in it. Leave a review on on, uh, iTunes. I so appreciate all the reviews and all the feedback I get. And thank you again so much so much for listening and for joining me here today. I hope you will take this and start thinking about the positive habits that you can create in your life right now. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.